Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, October 6th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Cardinals face the Los Angeles Dodgers tonight in a one-game showdown to advance in this year's Major League Baseball playoffs. The Cards made it to the postseason thanks to a franchise record 17-game winning streak. But some say the playoffs are what really matter. We remember Cardinal teams by winning World Series championships, and I think that's the goal of this club right now. We'll see what happens. We will speak with the Cardinals beat writer about the just-completed regular season and tonight's game in Los Angeles in just a few minutes. Missouri has executed a man convicted of murder who advocates say was not eligible for the death penalty because he was intellectually disabled. Numin Ujiadin has more. In 1994, Ernest Johnson was convicted of murdering three people with a hammer during a robbery. But his lawyers, Pope Francis, and two Missouri congressional representatives said Johnson had fetal alcohol syndrome and had 20 percent of his brain missing due to the removal of a tumor. A 2002 U.S. Supreme Court ruling says that executing people with intellectual disabilities violates the Constitution and counts as cruel and unusual punishment. However, the Missouri Supreme Court ruled Johnson was not disabled. Earlier this week, Missouri Governor Mike Parson refused to pardon Johnson, and yesterday the U.S. Supreme Court also denied a request to stop the execution. I'm Nomeen Ujia-Dean. Missouri state lawmakers are seeking answers after a federal investigation found nearly 1,000 foster children went missing in 2019 and at least one ended up involved in sex trafficking. Republican State Representative Dottie Bailey of Eureka calls the report's findings disturbing. She made the comment yesterday during a House committee hearing in Jefferson City. Members grilled social services administrators on the report that concludes Missouri does not do enough to identify at-risk children take steps to prevent them from running away or find them once they go missing. The largest gathering of geospatial industry experts is this week in St. Louis. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, the GeoInt summits will include panel discussions on developing a local workforce to support the emerging industry. The geospatial industry in the St. Louis region supports more than 27,000 jobs. That number is expected to grow as the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency opens its new western headquarters and more companies move to the region to support it. Zakita Armstrong Asukwo is the CEO of Gateway Global. Her organization offers online geospatial credentialing opportunities for young people in under-resourced neighborhoods. It's an untapped pool of talent and they're fully capable. They just need access you know, and information to be able to participate in this industry and to thrive. Her organization plans to build three educational buildings in North St. Louis neighborhoods near the new NGA facility. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. A new report from AARP Illinois is calling for more inclusive, affirming support programs for LGBT Illinois residents as they age. LGBT seniors are twice as likely to live alone and four times less likely to have adult children who can help take care of them as their needs change. The AARP of Illinois' Mary Anderson says the disparities are the direct result of social policy that's only just starting to take hold. Decades of discrimination and the way that LGBTQ individuals could create families that has made it very difficult for older LGBTQ adults to be able to access the elder services and support services they need. 
The report recommends including older LGBT people in the development of social services and more robust data collection in the community. The St. Louis Zoo has hired a new chief executive. San Diego Zoo leader Dwight Scott comes to St. Louis in January. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. Scott is a native of northern Missouri who has also worked at Disney's Animal Kingdom in Florida and at zoos in Oklahoma. He replaces Jeffrey Bonner, who has led the St. Louis Zoo since 2002. Cindy Brinkley is on the search committee that met with Scott. She says his 30 years of zoo experience stood out. He's had tremendous passion for wildlife conservation and certainly believes that diversity, equity, and accessibility and inclusion programs are really critical. Brinkley says Scott will guide the zoo's planned expansion into North St. Louis County. The 425-acre wildlife park is under development in Spanish Lake. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. The Cardinals take on the Dodgers tonight in Los Angeles in a winner-take-all playoff game. The Cards made it to the postseason thanks to a franchise record 17-game winning streak. But will the Cardinals stay hot in the playoffs? Well, I spoke with STLSportsPage.com's Rob Raines about the team's season so far and putting that streak into perspective. Well, you almost have to separate the two. I think that the the overall regular season performance was probably a team that underachieved a little bit. I mean, I think they had a lot of injuries, obviously, that losing Flaherty for as much time as they did had a big impact on them. But I think, you know, the way that they played in September is kind of the way you expect them to play in October, assuming they can get past the Dodgers on, you know, in that play-in game. I think you have to kind of look at the team that they have right now is the team that played in September and the team that won those 17 games in a row. What did you find most impressive about those 17 games? I think it was the fact that they won the games in a lot of different ways. You know, they won games when they hit a lot of home runs. They won games with crazy double plays. They were great defense. They won games with small ball and speed. They won a game in Chicago where they scored two runs in the ninth inning and didn't hit the ball past the pitcher's mouth. The other thing about it is they didn't beat themselves. It's a very good defensive club, probably the best defensive club in baseball. They do all the little things right that can win you ball games. So especially going into a playoff you know, game and then maybe potentially more playoff games where defense is a premium, where runs are at a premium, I think that's something that says something good about their chances to win because I don't think they'll beat themselves. I want to stick with the streak for just one more question. How does it stack up to other accomplishments by Cardinals teams in the past? It's hard to say. I mean, obviously, it's the longest winning streak in franchise history. So that says something when there's no other Cardinal team ever in 130 years, whatever, had won more than 14 games in a row. That's something that I think you'll maybe never see again or, you know, who knows when you will. Uh, Longest streak in baseball since 1935 in the National League. That's that's an accomplishment. I think it's not like a team that won 104, 105 games in the regular season that some of those teams did 15 years ago or so. So two things. I don't know that we'll be able to put the historical perspective on that streak until we see what happens during the postseason. Obviously, you know, winning those 17 games in a row put them into the playoffs. So now let's see what happens in the playoffs. If they don't go very far in the playoffs, then I think you'll just remember that streak is a, a great streak, but it really didn't have any real significance on a postseason run. I mean, we remember Cardinal teams by winning World Series championships, and I think that's the goal of this club right now. We'll see what happens. The Dodgers won 106 games in the regular season. The Cardinals won 90 106 is an impressive number. How do you size up the Cardinals' chances when they're playing the Dodgers? It's one game. I don't think 90 wins versus 106 wins matters. I think it's one game. Last time that they two faced each other here in in September, right before that streak started, they went 2-2. You know, the Dodgers won the first two games, Cardinals won the next two. So I don't think the regular season records really have anything to do with it. 
from a Dodgers perspective, it's frustrating for them to have a season like that and not win the division and not you know know that you're going to go past one game into the playoffs. But that's just the way the rules were set up this year, and I think something that probably will change going forward. But uh, I think the Cardinals like their chances of beating them in one game maybe better than they would in a best-of-five series. How do you like that one-game scenario? I kind of look at it as game seven of a World Series. You know, I mean, I like the drama of a one-game showdown. It's probably not fair to the two teams that got there. You know, the Cardinals could have had this great run and and go to L.A. and get beat and never have a a postseason game at home this year. So that's a possibility that could happen. But from a purely baseball fan standpoint, the drama of a one-game thing, you know, can't be beat. What does your gut tell you, or do you make gut predictions on these kinds of things? I don't think you can do it on one game. I, I just think there's too many things that can happen in one game. You know, a, a pass ball, a wild pitch, an error by the shortstop, you know, a, a home, you know, hanging curveball that goes into the bleachers. There's too many things that can happen. You got two really good teams. And I wouldn't surprise me if the Cardinals win. Wouldn't surprise me if the Dodgers win. I will be surprised if it's not a close game. That was STLSportsPage.com's Rob Raines speaking about the Cardinals-Dodgers playoff game, which is tonight at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. A big thanks to Maria Altman for being the editor on that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, which is a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.